The third lesson this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, the 13th chapter, verses 24 through 37. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day and hour no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of the Lord. Music's a very special thing in our lives, right? We've got a great choir, we've got a wonderful organ, always great music here. Music's got a way of connecting us to one another and to the past and even giving us hope when we look toward the future. It's amazing how such a series of sounds can evoke such powerful emotions and memories. Music can cause our hearts to soar or our mood to go dark or even memories to become so thick around us that we can't even see through them. I'm one of those people that likes all different kinds of music. If you look through my iTunes library, you can find everything from Beethoven to Faith Hill to Van Halen to David Crowder Band. You can find pretty much anything you would like to find in my iTunes library. You see, the mood that I'm in determines the type of music that I like to listen to. And I got to thinking the other day as I was listening to Pandora, it's an online radio station that that mixes different things uh, to give you different songs and different artists. And I had a wide variety of mixes on this particular station that I was listening to, and several different songs came on that caused memories to come back to me. There were those songs that I could remember the exact time and place of where I was and when I was when I heard them. And sometimes I could even remember a particular person that I hadn't even thought about in years when those songs would come on. It's funny how music can take you from sitting behind a desk in your office to your mom's Buick Skylark when you were three years old in front of Holmes Hot Dogs in the Arkwright community of Spartanburg, South Carolina, just after you've been in your first car wreck. And you can hear John Cougar Mellencamp playing with your sunglasses on and your tank top and you're just smiling because the music's playing and your mom's worried to death because you've been in your first car wreck. It's amazing how music can transport you from a grown-up's office to sitting behind the wheel of your 74 Chevy Nova just as you turn the music dial up to hear that opening guitar melody from Boston's More Than a Feeling just before you got ready to go to high school. That was my everyday routine. And it's a blessing that music can take you from a fast-paced world of everything going by so fast around you to sitting in a pew with your family, 
Surrounding you and, and everyone else there as one of your cousins plays Amazing Grace on her violin as you celebrate the life of your great-grandfather. You may not be able to remember anything else from that service, but you can remember the angelic tones that came from that sweet, sweet instrument. Music can stir our souls and jog our memories in ways that other things just can't. Music tells us when things are happening or when things are about to happen. I know that right after Halloween, a lot of the radio stations started playing Christmas music, right? We just somehow skipped Thanksgiving and started listening to Christmas music. It felt a little strange to me. So I didn't start that until a couple of days ago, right after Thanksgiving. But now that we've given proper thanks and we have sufficiently raided all of the, the shopping malls, and we can let this Christmas music begin. At least on the radio, right? See, there's a, a certain time and place to, to listen to certain things. And I've always thought about Christmas in two different ways. I enjoy all of the Christmas goodies. I enjoy watching all of the people shopping for all of their treasures. I like the people watch. I like listening to the Burl Ives classics. I like watching those claymation, terrible, terrible movies that take me back to my childhood and give me the warm fuzzies. I love this side of Christmas. But there's another side of Christmas that I also love. It's the side of Christmas of Christian anticipation. It's the side of Christmas that we find in church beginning today. It's the season of Advent that allows for the building of this anticipation each and every week. It's the coming of the Christ child that we're waiting for. See, we're in preparation for this. We're waiting. So when I say it's time for Christmas songs, there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place where that feels right and natural. And for me, that place is in my car or in my office listening to Pandora or, or when you're decorating the, the tree at home. But the season that begins today, the first Sunday of Advent at church, tells us that it's time for a different sort of celebration. It tells us that it's time to start listening to those songs of building anticipation. The first Sunday of Advent marks the beginning of a sermon series that we're going to be going through here at Central throughout this Advent season. And each week we're going to focus on a different Advent hymn. And we hope that it will give you a better understanding of what these hymns mean that we don't get to sing very often. They're so important to our faith and rich with good theology. And today we begin with Savior of the Nations Come. This is a song that we're going to hear each week throughout Advent because each of the verses point specifically to what this season is all about. Remember how I said music can take each one of us back to certain times or places in our lives or, or cause us to remember certain people? These hymns that we're going to sing throughout Advent do exactly that. They cause us to remember the story of who we are as Christians and more specifically whose we are as children of God. They also cause us to look forward in anticipation to the coming eternal reign of Jesus Christ as he reigns over all of God's perfected creation. Savior of the nations, come. Virgin Son, here make thy home. Marvel now, O heaven and earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. Now thy manger's halo bright, hallows night with newborn light. Let no night this light subdue, let our faith shine ever new. Those are the first and the last verses of this Advent hymn, and they tell us a lot about this season that we're beginning today. 
they echo the same sentiment that we get when reading the gospel passage from Mark that we read a few minutes ago. There's a Savior who is coming to rule over all of the nations, over all of the political and socioeconomic realities of the world, but the Savior won't just rule over them. This Savior will transform them into something more perfect, more beautiful, more reflective of the love of God. And as we sing this hymn today and each week throughout Advent, pay close attention to the words. Pay close attention to the building anticipation that they create. Pay close attention to how they are helping to develop this sense of a day that will come, that will be unlike any other. Let these words prepare your heart to make room for Him, the One who will reign over all of creation, the One who will reign over your hearts. This reading from Mark today, Seems rather strange. It sort of falls into a literary genre known as apocalyptic. And and we see this sort of writing in some of the other books of the Bible, like Daniel and Revelation. And this particular genre can seem kind of scary, kind of strange, especially to someone who doesn't know that much about Christianity or, or what's in the Bible. They talk about their sun refusing to shine. It talks about the stars falling from the sky and the moon turning to blood. And that day and in that time when these things happen, when we read about these things happening, it points to one specific thing. When strange things happen in the sky that don't usually happen in the sky, it tells us that there's a new king coming into power. This apocalyptic genre shouldn't be something that scares us. It should be something that reassures us. It didn't just mean that there was a new king coming to power, though. There were kings that came and there were kings that went that didn't have any strange happenings in the sky. The only time something like this happened, with stars falling, moon turning to blood, and the sun refusing to shine, is when a person coming to power was going to rule over more than just a single nation. When things like this happened in the sky, it was to let all of creation know that there was a new person in charge, a new order that was being created, a new one that everyone and everything would listen to. In the Gospel of Matthew, people follow a star to Bethlehem. They didn't just follow the star because it was a road map. They followed the star because it was a strange star. It was a star that shouldn't have been in the sky where it was in the sky. The people knew that at the end of the star, they would find a king. They would find an important one who would have tremendous implications for the rest of their lives. Now Jesus is telling the people in Mark's gospel that there are more strange happenings that will occur in the sky. Jesus is letting the people know that they're living in a period of already but not yet. The king has been born and the king is among them, but the king has not been placed upon this throne just yet. But he's telling them to keep watching the sky. Keep looking for the signs that the time is right and that things are about to start happening. It's kind of like those songs that we hear this time of year. They tell us that we're in the midst of a new season. We're beginning something new. They tell us that it's time to start preparing our hearts for the coming of a new king. They let us know that it's time to start putting up our Christmas trees and start decorating them. They let us know that it's a different sort of time in our lives that's set apart in some particular way from the rest of our lives. These things let us know that Christmas is coming. But wouldn't it be great if Jesus had told us exactly when it was that he would be coming back? Wouldn't it be great if we could live however we wanted right now? 
And then if we knew Jesus would be coming back, we could just turn and repent right before that happened. Don't you have a list of things that you might do if you had that get-out-of-jail-free card that that would happen? But that's not the way it is. That's not what Jesus is telling us here in Mark's Gospel. A Savior of of the nations has come, but we don't know exactly when he'll come back to rule. We have to be on our guards at all times. We have to be ready for when the Master returns home. We must never fall asleep on our faith, lest he come back and we are not ready. Jesus tells us to look around us. Look at the obvious signs that are all around us. Look at the things that tell us about this season that we're in. Listen to what it is that you hear. Feel the joy and the pain and the sadness and the peace of those who are around you. Remain in prayer and study God's Word. Worship together and build God's kingdom outside of the walls of this church. And if we can do these things and be attentive to the signs that are all around us, we might not know exactly what time the Savior of the nations may come. But if we follow in the footsteps of our Savior, no night may this light subdue, and may our faith shine ever new. Even if Jesus the Christ has not yet put all things in subjection under his feet, the church, the body of Jesus Christ, here in this world right now, can and is making a difference. The body of Christ is changing people's lives. The body of Christ is bringing hope to people with no hope. The body of Christ is bringing peace. In a world that seems to be caught up in so much chaos, the body of Christ is sharing love with those who need it the most. Folks, it's an amazing privilege, a wonderful opportunity, but a tremendous responsibility to be a part of this body of Christ. Let us not take it for granted. Let's remember that there are two sides to this Christmas season. If you want to get involved in the secular side of the Christmas season, fine, great. It's fun. It's often charitable. That's a good thing. God likes when we have fun. God likes when we are charitable. But let's make sure that in the midst of the secular side of Christmas, that we don't forget the most important side of Advent. Let us make sure that we don't forget that there is a coming King. Let us make sure that we're remaining in a state of constant preparation. And we can do this by listening to the words of these hymns that we are going to sing throughout this month as we sing in preparation and in anticipation of the coming King of the world. Let these words take root in your hearts. Let the music that we hear remind us of a particular time and place in our lives, a time and place when we realized our need for God's grace and knew that because we are God's children, we experience that grace and love every moment of our lives. Allow these rich, glorious hymns To take you from a busy world full of noise, chaos, confusion, of running from here to there, getting one thing done after another, into the calm and peaceful and majestic presence of the coming Messiah. Experience the building joy and anticipation of this coming King. He's on his way. Amen.